Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. We are recording today from Healing Interactive Massage Therapy. They specialize in lymphatic therapy and cupping massage. It is honestly like the most relaxing thing you'll ever do. It's great. Um, You can visit their website at healinginteractive.com for more information, but believe me when I say it's like legit the best thing ever. Um, They've been gracious enough to let us record in their office space on their off days. Um, So yeah, give a big shout out and a thanks to them for allowing us the space to do this podcast. On with the show. Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So brew your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. I'm here with Jen today. Hey! And we're going to talk about... <laughs> Sorry, we have the giggles now. Uh, we're going to talk about Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. While we're doing it, we are having some fantastic Coast Coffee. Yes, which is why we probably have the giggles. The caffeine has hit us. <laughs> yes, it, it has. I made it extra strong today. So Is that what it is? A little bit, yeah. Oh, so good. Um, so prepare yourselves because this is going to be a fun conversation. Um, with that, it's been a while, but you can still get 20% off at coastcoffeeroasters.me. Uh, when you order, just enter the code movies and mochas 20 at checkout and you can get uh, 20% off your order. Hey, Drew. What? The holidays are coming. You want to know what you can get me as a gift? Some Coast Coffee? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it makes a really good gift for coffee lovers. Last year for Christmas, I got a gift card to one of my favorite coffee shops and I was like, this is perfect. This right? This is beautiful. Oh. So if you are looking for... Uh, if you're already starting to think about holiday gifts, which I am not a planner, so it hasn't, it won't hit me until like maybe December 12th to start okay. looking for Christmas gifts. But if you are a planner ahead of time, like me, yeah, start thinking about what coffee to get. You can go to coastcoffeeroasters.me and check out what Coast Coffee is and then use Movies and Mocha's 20 to get 20% off. Yeah. Boom. Thumbs up. Um, okay, let's get into it because. It's going to be, <laughs> we have a lot to get through. Oh, yes. Just just in our own selves. Um, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. It came out December 20th, 2017. Jake Kasdan directed it. Um, and The Rock, Karen Gillan, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Nick Jonas, Bobby Cannavale, I think is how you say his last name. Uh, they all starred in it. And if you haven't seen this movie yet, you should because there's also a sequel and it's just a fantastic film it is an extremely fantastic film oh yeah we were talking about it at lunch today how it's like it's super original and it, and it is but it isn't it is it isn't because obviously we have the robin williams jumanji that came out in the 80s 90s 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 um and then now we have this but it's super original because in Robin Williams is Jumanji. You know, the game came to you. This time you get sucked into the game. And it's yes. super original to have four awkward teenagers being played as these major really cool actors and then they have to portray awkward teenagers as themselves. It's just it's really funny. I thought of it kind of like a breakfast clubish kind of it thing. It starts out as a breakfast club, um, yeah. Because it you have totally to introduce starts. Yeah, introducing club. the cast and everything. But I also They all meet cuz they're in detention together. Right. It's 100% poor choices. Yes. Yeah. 100% a breakfast club scenario to start out. Yes. Um, I also remembered, like, I played video games as a kid. Like, I had the Nintendo, I had the Sega Genesis, and that is aging me, and I don't care. Um, what else did we have? I, uh, my cousin had an Atari, but but we would I play the games. I remember when we got the Wii. The Wii was such a big deal. It was huge. It's like getting people, but we, but I had the um the power pad for Nintendo when it came out. Like, it was the whole Wii concept was to like get people moving, you know? Yeah. But I had the power pad where you just like run in place. It was before the DDR days, but 
but DDR took the concept of the pad to get people moving. Anywho, um, and I remember playing like Tekken or Tekken Tag, which is like one of those fight movie or not movies, fight uh, video games. And I remember looking when you could look at the character, like you base even today when you play a video game, you create what you want your character to look like, mm-hmm. right? And I just really loved the concept that they pick the name based off of the name and semi their like their position. Yeah. But then when they get into the game, it's not what any of them envisioned. Yeah. <laughs> the actual character to be. Do you want to um, discuss like the different characters? Like, from what they were to what they are? Uh, what do you mean? Like, Spencer was the skinny nerd kid. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were and talking about, like... And he's now yes. The Rock, who's They the basically macho. play opposites. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, you have Rock, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillan, and Jack Black as the video game characters. Yes. And then you had all the skinny kids. You had all the... Not skinny. They're not all skinny. Um, you had all the, the teenagers. We're very caffeinated. It's taking our brains a minute to... To work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spencer's the skinny kid. Thank you. He's who- the skinny nerd <laughs> who is terrified of everything. Yes. You got Fridge, who's the big football player who's too cool for school. Who in in his in real life, yeah, like he's like, what, six? He's a big football five player. Five to yeah. six foot. Yeah, between five, seven, six. He's, I don't... He's, sorry if I get Just think the, of the a big wrong. football player... In high school? A, a big high school football player, and that's him. Yes. Uh, you get the preppy girl, Bethany. Bethany. It just sounds preppy. Gosh. Uh, it does. You can't argue. Well, I've got some friends who are Bethany's. So do I. amazing. So do I. And but I feel fantastic. like for the, the concept of the movie, it, and then there's also Martha. Thank you. You're welcome. Martha is the odd girl out. I, I wouldn't say nerdy, but I kind of put it. Yeah, she's not confident in herself. She doesn't like how she looks. She wears baggy clothes, kind of frumpy hair. Um, just a plain. She's the plain Jane. Um, yes, I'm gesturing to myself because that's how I was. Uh, I yeah, which is why I like that it's Karen Gillan even more because she's fantastic. Um, yeah. So that's the high schoolers, and then Spencer becomes the Rock, which is the so Spencer skinny to. Uh, the Rock. The Rock. <laughs> There's no other explanation. Uh, Fridge becomes Kevin Hart, which is perfect. It's so good. Just so tiny. He literally says, I lost two feet of my body. Yes. <laughs> uh, Bethany becomes Jack Black, which this is a perfect casting. Like, the whoever casted this movie is truly a genius because it's so perfect. Yes. Because who else could you imagine a, as a, a guy playing a guy who is technically a girl as a different, like, as a character? We actually were, while we were at lunch, I I had that. I'm like, I wonder how much of that was just improvised. Yeah. Because Jack, Jack Black, Black is, is so quick. And I, I'm just curious of how much. I do know when I was going through IMDb trivia. Uh, I found one that said Jack Black jokes that he's not acting in the scenes when his character is infatuated with The Rock. He is, he was in fact actually infatuated, and the cameras just kept rolling. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I was, I mean, he's one of those that you can watch a film from him, and he is all serious, and then not a lot of people because he started out as comedic. Yeah. And, but not, and there's. Oh, I dropped my phone. Um. But he started out as comedic, and it's so hard sometimes. I mean, for me anyway, like, to see someone who's funny, 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 and then play a serious role. And he actually can do it very well. And yeah, I, I really admire that about him. Yes. Are there any movies where he's purely serious? What's that one? Uh, lo- No. The Holiday? Holiday? He's not really serious, but he plays a very like professional. Okay. Um, it's bi- that's the first one that sticks out to my mind. Yeah. Um, I have a running joke that I've never watched that movie, but I really love the score. And I can't remember if I have because because it hits because it's both Jude Law and Black Jack Black, and mm-hmm. I'm like, hundred percent. 
Uh, but I do love the score. It's one of my favorite scores to listen to. I was at a, uh, <laughs> I was at a wedding once, and I was like, and it was like on a farm. So it's like the lady who owned it was there, kind of like just overseeing everything. Let's be real, Drew. It's Tennessee. Every wedding is at a farm. This was in Ohio. Oh, well, northern Ohio, Amish northwest country. Ohio. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> and I walked past like through the kitchen, and I was like, and I stopped. And I listened. I was like, are you playing the holiday soundtrack? And she's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I know this track. Like, I could, like, it was. One of my favorite I is Jurassic it. Park. Jurassic Park, hands. I mean, oh, it's one of my favorites. Like, but anyhow. that dude <laughs> just is a fantastic composer. Yes. He's up there. And I, the caffeine is affecting my brain because I can't remember his name. Is that Hans Zimmer? No. Hans Zimmer did the holiday. Okay, that's where, okay. At least I was close. I was kind of right. It's not George Lucas directed it. But the dude composed Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, Star Wars. Really? Who? Oh. This is bad. It You're going to need to edit this part out. It hurts. <laughs> I feel like Anyhow. I have failed. Anyways. Back to Jumanji. Yes. But we have Martha, who it becomes Karen Gilead. So yes. Ruby Roundhouse. <clears throat> yes. So, yeah, there is... That's the first name you've mentioned. So Ruby Roundhouse yes. is Martha, Karen Gilead. Yes. And then you have Doctor Bravestone. Yes. Which is the Smolder, Rock. Doctor Bra- Smolder Bravestone. Yes. <laughs> um, who's the Rock slash the Skinny Spencer? Spencer. Um, and then you have Kevin Hart is uh, what is his name? He's the zoologist. Yeah, his nickname is Mouse. F- uh, f- it starts with an Finbar? F. Finbar. Yes. Yeah, so Mouse Finbar, which he has an actual first name that they say. I just can't remember it. It's it's an M. I thought it was Mouse. That's his nickname. But he wants to say Moose. That's his nickname. Okay. I want to say, like, Miles. I, it's not Miles, it, but anyways, something like that. And uh, he carries a backpack, and he is the zoologist. Yes. He is the weapons valet. Yeah. <laughs> Everything goes in the backpack. And, and then, then Jack Black is Shelly O. Oh, it starts with an O. Yeah. Or. You think I just watched this yesterday. I just watched it this morning. I just never really fully caught the pronunciation. Okay. I don't remember. But he is the maps. He's the maps person. Yeah. He is the person that reads the. Is it typography or something? Close. He's also an archaeologist. Is he? Oh, paleontologist. And a paleontologist. Paleontology. He's, yeah, they have. He's all the ologies. Yes. And his. What his weakness is endurance. Yes. That's also so they find out all their strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> Bravestone has no weaknesses. Uh, he's he's his, but his he's got speed and he can climb. He can do everything. And part of smoldering like his smoldering look <laughs> is yeah. a strength. Um, Kevin Hart is. His strength is a zoologist and a weapon valet, and then his weaknesses are running and strength. And cake. And cake. <laughs> cake makes him explode. <laughs> Which you find out. Yes. It's amazing. And he tells people. Yes. Cake makes me explode. <laughs> he only tells Nick Jonas that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Nick Jonas is in this, too, but you already said that. So. I did. He plays Seaplane. Uh, yes. Also known as Alex. Um, yeah, but it's the perfect casting again, because the chemistry between The Rock and Kevin Hart is so funny. And then Jack Black is playing a teenage girl while also being himself. And then Karen Gillan playing an awkward teenage girl who turns into a badass like a Tomb Raider type of oh, get yeah. up, like like hundred yeah athletic build the, and the dance fighting that is one of her strengths. So that is my favorite scene. I was re- when I was well. There's two it. of them. There's two. Yeah, of them. Which but the one? Ma- the big one, the main one, when she realizes when she's trying to seduce them. Oh, okay, at the at the shed, yeah. at the transportation. Yeah, because that's like level. the first time you see it. Then the second time, it's like, all right, I guess I'll do this. Do you guys like to dance? Uh is so good hold on i need to find her stunt double because 
I caught that. And then at the end of the whole fight scene, you know, she lands and her hair's in her face and she does like the flip up. And I was like, classic flip to switch actors. Yes. Uh, if IMDb will load. But yeah, so they're in Jumanji. So basically they arrive in Jumanji because they're, they all get detention and they find this game. And they all, you know, start playing, pick up a controller. The game sucks them in and they uh, transport into the game and um, turn into the character. Then they have to figure out what the whole point of the game is. Um, And they get picked up by Nigel, who is an NPC. Yep. uh, And non-playing character. And he takes him to Jumanji and explains the whole story and the whole point of it. And it's just a matter of them getting through the game, learning their skills and learning the, you know, strengths, weaknesses. Um, and overcoming their own personal issues. Absolutely. Like, I really felt as I was watching this, I'm glad that you mentioned that. I felt as I was watching this, it was kind of like a Wizard of Oz kind of ish thing. You've got Spencer, who is extremely intelligent and doesn't really think that he can do much. Like, he's really shy. Fearful. And and he's the rock, who has no weakness and has nothing but strength. And then you have Martha, who doesn't really care about her body, thinks, you know, no one, this body conscious, all this stuff. And she's turned into this extremely cut, chiseled, athletic build with the ability to work out you know and do all of these yeah awesome moves and then and you've got bethany who is the always on her phone the reason she gets attention exactly and the reason she gets attention is because she's like facetiming somebody in the middle of class and she doesn't care um and she becomes jack black and jack black is jack black so (laughs) um and then you have fridge who's you know this very muscular football and it's Kevin Hart who is this short stout like I need like just he's a mouse yeah he's a witty kind of kind of thing so I but feel Fridge like, is also super insecure I, I believe to a degree yeah I mean um but I feel like it taught throughout the game it's teaching them the opposite of like it's teaching them like to own their confidence to learn to be humble to learn to not be so prideful, to learn to take risks in each of their lives. They're, they are the character that they needed to be to learn. Oh, yeah, 100%. I loved that. I loved it. So what's the first? So they get on the the bazaar because they had to go find the missing piece, right? Oh, man. Sorry. Henry Jackman composed this score, which is so on track with him because he's a fantastic composer and totally makes sense. You're fine. Uh, sorry. I just saw that because IMDb is not working for some reason. and But it just popped up that he was the composer. Fantastic. It won't let me look up any of the cast. Oh, really? Yeah. Bummer. What and do you want to know? I want to find Karen's stunt double. Oh. But, like, it's not loading at all. Let me go to her. You won't be able to find it on her profile. Right. A quiet and shy high school student with a cynical intellect. In Jumanji, she's transformed into Ruby Roundhouse, a scantily clad commando. Um, let's go here. Which in her outfit was influenced by uh, Laura Croft from Tomb Raider. Hey, I didn't even know that. And I said she's very Tomb Raider-ish. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, so they go to the bazaar. To go find the missing piece. Oh, we forgot to mention that her weakness is Venom. Yes. So everyone has a weakness, and her weakness is Venom. What is Jack Black's? What is? Endurance. That's right. That's endurance. And then Kevin Hart is the cake and speed and. Seaplanes is uh, mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Yep. Also, did you notice? I forgot that this was the name of Robin Williams's character in Jumanji, but is. The Alan Parrish was here. Mm-hmm. That's him. That's him. Yes. Yeah. Completely forgot about that. They talk. Yeah. That was one of the things I remember when it coming out, how they were talking about um, the reference and trying to give honor to the late and amazingly great Robin yeah. Williams. Um, 
And yeah. Yes, so. I did notice that. And he's like, this was his house. I would, I'm just staying here now. You know? Yeah. I'm just um, living in it. Yeah. So amazing. And you find out. Okay. So let's keep going in chronological order. They go to the bazaar um, and they find, you know, pieces of the puzzle. To find the missing piece. To find the missing piece. Um, and there is the bad guy. Who's the bad guy? What's the bad guy's name? I don't. All I know is even with CGI, it creeped me out that he had bugs crawling in and out of his ears. Uh, oh, that's Bobby Cavanvale. Yeah. Van Cannavale. Pelts. Cannavale, sorry. Cannavale, yeah. See, I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, but yeah, Bobby Cannavale. Uh, he played Van Pelt. Mm-hmm. That was the character's name. Yes. Um, their goal is to try and get this gem the gem that they have to go take on a journey to to put it back in the tiger's eye um but he pretty much he like has control over animals and he can control all of those you know like because of the gem yes and so his goal is to try and get the gem back from those who are the characters in jumanji so they go to the bazaar they meet up with some throughout the thing they meet up with some some of the uh crew the gang of bad guys you know the little the minions or whatever you want to call them um and that's when they find out they start discovering their powers like what was it uh bravestone said i have to warn you i think i punch really hard (laughs) and then but did you notice as he's fighting he's doing like block yeah he's saying like just like he's because he is a video gamer yeah and um and I mean that's what he's doing at the beginning of the game. He's playing and and he, and he goes uppercut, you know, and the guy just flies through the roof. And um, I love how they find out all of their skills and their talents and and how they are all they come needed together. It. Yeah. Um, and that's when you get introduced to Alex or Seaplane, and Nick he's Jonas, which I just read. It was supposed to be Tom Holland, really? but because he was filming. Uh, yeah, so... I don't know that I could see Tom Holland as... Tom Holland was originally cast as Seaplane, but had to drop out of the film due to scheduling conflicts with Spider-Man Homecoming, so Nick Jonas was cast instead. I mean, I can, I can see it, because he's, he's playing the dude from Uncharted. Yeah. Which is that, that video game. Yeah. It, which should have been out this year, but got pushed back to next year already, again. Uh, and, like, I could see it now. He would have been. He would have been like twenty, I think, in, with this film, and I, okay. I think he would have. He still would have been too small. It's the best way to say it. Yeah. He's worked out. He's he's gotten in like really good shape since doing Marvel. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I think Nick Jonas did a great job. Oh yeah, his I think energy. He, he brought so much really to the character. Well. He really did. And what you find out is that he's been there since 1996. Yes. Because they make references to, if, you know, Jack Black is Bethany, so since Bethany is all about her phone, she makes so many references to, I wish I just had my phone. And he's like, I don't know if the phone is you know the same thing. Um, and Does when the phone they mean something else in the future, yes, because when they ask him how long have you been here, he said probably a few months. Yeah, and then you find out minutes later, it's been twenty years. Yeah, twenty years. It's crazy. Yeah, and he can't get past. He's been in there by himself, and Alan Parrish's um, hut, homemade hut mm-hmm. house home. And he's surrounded by citronella candles, which is why you find out that his weakness is mosquitoes. But his strength is margaritas. But they all hate the margaritas except, except fridge. for fridge. <laughs> I think it's because Spencer and Martha have never drank before. Oh. Fridge has. And okay. I don't remember if Bethany actually tried them. I don't recall. Yeah. I, I don't recall. Um, and I think that's why. Yeah, Fridge is drinking Fridge all is used of them. to it. Yeah. He's going around taking everyone. because yeah, he's a football player. He's been to all the high school parties. Probably. Spencer and Martha are both kind of like... Not the, endorsing drinking underage. Never. But uh, Spencer and Martha are kind of like the outsiders who... You can't see either of them getting invited to a party. Right. So they would... They would they're... Yeah. Right. So 
seaplane. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Jonas, Alex. Uh, he can't get past the next level, and what they have on their arms, their left forearms, are three lines, which you find out are their lives. Yes. Within the within the game, like how many chances. And after whether you're getting eaten by a hippo, let me just say, the scenes where the characters get like eaten by an animal or ran over. Uh, I'm like, whoa, that's a little much. There are things I have seen right. and have felt right on my I face. Don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, so, um, but, uh, but. So you as and he only and you see his arm, he's like, I only have one life left and I don't want to die here. Yeah. And the reality is, is that you are th- you're you're given the the thought that no one actually in reality, no one knows what happens if you die in Jumanji. Right. And it's also, a, I think, an example of how serious are you taking your own life because you at the you know at the end you're like you only, we really only get one life you didn't have three we only have one life yeah because that's and what spencer is like it's easier to be brave when you have multiple lives yeah he's like we only have one life and i think that part of it where they get down to one life and um so that's when you we they go to the transportation center or station you see the first amazing dance fight thing and they are watching Man, her like Ooh, i really Ooh. wish imdb was working and i could Let's look I it up it. let me see if i can get it um, so you see the dance fighting, you see him, but that's when you find out that even by himself, like the entire time, if you hadn't figured it out before, once Alex is introduced, seaplane's introduced, you really come to that realization, like you have to have all the players. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. It's not like a Mario, Super Mario Brothers, where you pick a player and it's one person at a time. Like you have to have every everyone. person in the equation is important. Yeah. And I think that's also stems back from showing like the whole breakfast clubby kind of thing where they're all in detention together. And not to go back so far, but one of the things I just thought of is the two people doing the work for detention that they're assigned are Martha and Spencer. Yeah. The two rule abiders, like awkward kids, awkward wallflower or whatever. And the two doing whatever they want are Fridge and Bethany because they've always done whatever they want. Yeah. Um, so the open field scenes, not to get off topic, but you're fine. The open field scenes were shot um, at, I can't pronounce it, but the ranch in Hawaii that all the Jurassic Park and Jurassic worlds were shot at. And there's an angle. There's one specific shot that when they're running through like away, you know, down like in the field, Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same shot from the Jurassic movies. Is it? Yeah. That's amazing. I, uh, I've honestly not seen the new Jurassic films because I love the old. They're really good. I want to believe then, that. Well, you, you'll need to watch them because the, when world domination comes out, it's bringing back the entire cast of the originals uh, plus the cast of the new ones. Okay. I'll do it. Did you know that? No. We'll have to do a movie marathon. Cause I'm all about that. There's, I actually really, really like both Jurassic Worlds. Like, sometimes the, I'll just randomly put them on because it's like, yeah, let's watch Chris Pat and Bryce Dallas Howard like kick some butt. I'm not against that. Um, Take my phone. I have it up. I don't know what well, you're looking for. I got to this part. I don't know what you're looking for. So just click through and. Okay, thank you. Because I would would get to that part and I click all cast and crew Mm -hmm. and it would only come up with the 10 main cast members. It wouldn't come up with. All. It it wouldn't come up with this. Perfect. So let me see. We're good. Okay, yeah. So it's. trying to give a little kindness. Janelle Kerfman. So it looks like Karen had two doubles. Based on the IMDb. IMDb picture. I'm gonna guess that the one who did the fight scenes is this one, Janelle Kerfman. Uh, 57 stunt credits. Nice. Spider No Way Home. What? Oh. Okay. Cobra Kai. <laughs> yes. 
She is. Shout out to Cobra Kai. Stunt coordinator. For real? Yes. Oh. Going to talk to this person. Yeah. So Jumanji Next Level, she's the stunt double for Miss Karen Gillen. That's what IMDb says. That's fantastic. Uh, Endgame. I'm glad you were able to pull that up. Venom. Infinity War. Venom. Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Uh, Oh, she was a double in Castle for five episodes? Yes. Hmm. Uh, A lot of TV shows. Did a lot of them. Let's see. John Carter. All right. Avatar. Avatar was her first stunt credit. Okay. Avatar was the first 3D film I ever watched she, uh, in theaters. She looks like a really cool person. I'm going to very quickly find her account on Instagram. So you can follow. Hit that follow and like button. I have started following so many like stunt women. Uh-huh. And it's just... Oh, I already follow her. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That. Your face, though, was like, oh, y'all can't see her face. She was so excited. Oh, I already follow her. Yeah, that's You're amazing. Cool. Aw. Her and her husband both do stunts. How fun. Yeah. I love when that happens. That's like with Cece and Justin. I always wonder, like, how someone's house is set up like that. Like, do you guys have a separate? I'm so excited. She was the stunt coordinator in Cobra Kai. Yeah. Ugh. I can't believe I took forever just to even watch that. I didn't know it was a show. We already had this conversation earlier, and that's not what this podcast is about. It's about Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. It is. Although. Sorry. I'm now. I'm on her husband's because she doesn't post anything about herself. She only posts about like her family, which is great. But her husband, being a proud husband, is posting all like awesome, all about her. Okay, so I'm going to follow him, too, because you never never have enough stunt people. This is, like, the coolest uh, community that I'm, like, A jumping, part of. Yeah. jumping into. They're so cool. I love it. <laughs> like, just the coolest people in the world. Um, yeah, okay, so I found that out. She did fantastic in that scene. In the fight the scene. The fight scene. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. Bringing it back. Yep. You've all listened. This is what happens every time I watch a movie and I'm like, okay, who's that stunt actor? And I'll get on IMDb and then I'll find them and then I'll get on Instagram. And like, this is everything you've just heard is the thought process that goes through my head every time. And I'm like, this person's so cool. (gasps) This person's so cool. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, look at that picture. That's what you're passionate about and you need to follow your passion and that's okay. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah, it's really fun. So they end up finally. They get through the canyon. They get through the transportation. <laughs> the tra- You just said the canyon, and all I can think of is the scene where he gets trampled. Uh-huh. But um, Before we get. Okay, so going back to Jack Black. Yes. Is playing Bethany. Yes. The most self-absorbed preppy girl. Yes. And it's Jack Black, which is even better. The humor that that humor alone, like you don't even have to watch it. You're just like, that's hilarious. I will. I will say this. I think there were some things that were mentioned or brought up that were not. It's a PG-13 and you have to think of your audience. Yes. And I don't think that certain. I mean, I understand it because they put adult humor even into, like, cartoons, like, subliminal. So the adults will enjoy it just as much as the yes. kids. But I really feel like there were a couple times I'm like, that really honestly was not a necessary statement. That had nothing to put to the film. Like, oh, 100%. And it was liter- it was just used to for shock factor. And it wasn't that I was shocked. It was like, that's not. This film is so funny. Yeah. It, I mean, I was laughing out loud I think so the, much. The that bathroom was very funny. That that was funny, but the why other, do you the have other to scene, put... The other scene was not needed. But the whole bathroom scene, there were a couple other ones that were not needed. Yes. But the whole bathroom scene in the sense of using attention, I get... I mean, it, 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 Why are you looking? Don't look. I, I mean, just for look. me personally. And that's okay. Some people will be yeah. like, well, that's not a big deal. For me personally, if I had some like kids watching it, 
I don't necessarily, depending on the age, and they're like, well, it's PG-13. Come on, folks. You know you let your little 10-year-old watch PG-13. I was watching E.T. when I was little because it was PG-13. But to me, you know, that was... Yes. Yeah. I think the bathroom was really funny. There were other things that were not needed, but what I wanted to bring up is Bethany teaching Martha how to flirt. Oh, Yes. <laughs> she tried so hard. Just also the fact that Jack she Black. She was so. Listen, also the fact that Jack Black the whole time is talking with more of a, a little higher pitched yes. voice. And it's just very like soft about A little things. more feminine. And, you know, very. Oh, very feminine. And it's so great. And especially His when they. mannerisms like, and everything. When he they really first walked away like to separate to so he could teach her. Like when he when he gets like really serious about it and almost gets a, and he takes his hat off and it's just like, oh, like. <laughs> well, first he's like, let's do this, you know. <laughs> he's all excited, but that actually showed the heart and it goes into that whole opposites of yes. who they were and stuff. It's like her heart really was to help her. Yes. But you don't ever see that because you make that judgment call on someone, and, and they, they both had that and they both called each other out. They both yeah. called each other out. And I loved it, but just Jack Black being feminine like that. Well, her just even like <laughs> him teaching Karen Gillan how to flirt. <laughs> and then was, she's so awkward about it. She wants to, but she's so stiff and They're like, what's she doing with her butt? Right. Listen, it's her to... first time flirting. It's her first time flirting, guys. <laughs> Give her a chance. She's trying. And then they do the fighting. And she's kicking their butts mm-hmm. and like y- you see the diff like you see it becomes a strength instantly yeah like every movement is very natural mm-hmm. uh and they're in and everyone else is in the barn and as she's like kicking their butts and bethany's just like you go girl yes cheering her on for exactly who she is yeah it's and sh- it's not like okay but so just maybe flirting's he- not for you but i'm gonna cheer you on for what your strength is and here but just hearing jack black do it yes it- it's fantastic yes oh what was it speaking of i don't know why this reminded me of it when um bethany and alex first meet so shell shelly and uh cp first meet and she's like trying to flirt with them but it's jack black trying to flirt with and i forget who said was it fridge who said he's like actually probably interested in real life well because you know because then it was someone finally said her name Mm -hmm. and alex is like Oh, Wait, you're a girl. You're a girl. Mm-hmm. And then Fridge is like, "You probably want to hit that in the real world." That's what it was. Yes. <laughs> but good golly. Oh man, which he's a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. That's a comment he would say. Absolutely. Um, the awkward first kiss, too, is so funny. I want to know how awkward that was for them. Like, how many times did they break? That's exactly what oh I was going to say. Like, because you think about. When you actually know what goes into, like, the film process. Yes. And you realize that it's not just this one and done. There are, it's done multiple times, different angles, different things. There's, And that's if you do it right every time. Absolutely. So I want to (laughs) know. I mean, I don't really want to know, but it's just, I'm so curious. I I, I, I want to know purely for a factual, like, (laughs) for factual reasons. How many times did they break? But I see the scene in my then, f- in my then head. Because Heart walks in. Yes. And is like, oh, come on. Come on, guys. But I see the scene in my head, and I'm like, I don't really want to know, because it's awkward. It's so awkward. I, I want to know. 100% want to know. It's so awkward. I need to know how many times they broke. I want to, like, how many, well, I want to know how many different, like, angles they took it at. You know what I mean? Like, but that final editing choice was brilliant it's so bad and (laughs) they go to try and kiss for real and that's when kevin Hart breaks them up but like but i mean not that they weren't kissing for real there's like they admit yeah but it was both their first kiss first kiss absolutely but what's funny is my first first, kiss was awful but you're seeing the rock (laughs) and karen like first kiss and like it's so awkward and it's, it's so, so hysterical and it's so awful but it's also like oh that would be that's teenagers yes sharing a first kiss but the people doing it that's what makes it hysterical i'm like that's what makes this whole movie fantastic yes yes 
I personally, little side note, I personally love The Rock and Kevin Hart duos. Like oh, I, they're they, so good. I, I, I don't know if they're best friends in real life. But I think so. I really feel like they're good friends in real life because of how well they just, they just work. Um, like Central Intelligence. Yeah. I've watched, I don't know how many times, I still laugh out loud. But, um, but anyway, back to the, uh, back to the awkward kiss. Because um, this is towards the end. This is when they get to the final level. And then they realize that they all have to do, you know, here or there. And, um, and how it ends, I don't really want to give that away. But with the snakes and stuff. Yeah. Also... So I'm quickly going through IMDb trivia stuff. Karen Gillan's favorite scene in the film was the dance fighting sequence. Yes. I feel like we created something quite specific and unique. And it was like this fun little dance routine. That, and then she just takes out those two guys. I felt really strong. Yes. That's awesome. It's a great scene. Anyway, sorry. Continue. No. Um, so this is towards that. This is the final, uh, the final level. Um, and... That's when you realize, like, they had to group together and that you can just see the growing, the, the growth within the group. Um, and I feel, I feel like they had, they just started, first of all, throughout the entire thing, they're just saying what they're thinking. They're communicating bluntly, like, this is who I am, this is how I think. And I feel like it's the creating that space of honesty is what helps them understand I've been judging you, my, my myself from what how I think, what I believe, and now I'm hearing you say that actually actually the opposite or something like that. So it comes down to the last uh, the last level of Jumanji, um, and Van the bad guy, uh, he what's his Van Pelt, Van what Pelt Pelt E L T, um, he comes and he's trying to you know they fight they do all the things. Um, but just seeing that team effort to beat it and understand that they all can't do the same thing. They are all made with a different strength, like understanding now their individual strengths and harnessing that for who they are. Yeah. Was, it's just awesome. And we also forgot to mention the life Alex oh, yeah. finally passes CP seaplane finally passes the transportation he gets past the level canyon. he gets past the canyon first thing Mosquito he says I've him. been waiting he said the first thing that happens after he says I've been waiting 20 years to pass that level he gets bit by a mosquito mm -hmm. and Jack Black does mouth to mouth but there is, I don't really want to give that part, like, what is happening. Yeah. Um, but I feel like. I mean, we can't. It's been long enough. Oh, yeah. I'm in 2017, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you see that Jack Black has two lives left on his wrist and seaplane's down to one and it's half gone. It's, it's already half gone. Again, we don't really know what happens when you die in the game. Right. Um. And Jack Black starts giving mouth to mouth, and you start seeing, I think Fridge points out. Martha does. Martha does. I wasn't sure which one, thank you, um, that his was going away. And he goes, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, he didn't care. It didn't matter. And at this point, she wasn't doing it because he was cute or anything like that. It was a matter of fact, she wanted him to stay with and get home. Yeah. And that was so big to me, you know, and... We'll get to the other part. I felt like we needed to mention that because at the end yeah. with Colin Hanks is very important. Do you know that, like, I kind of teared up a little bit. I was like, that's just so precious. Um. <laughs> and then it's a fun callback in the second movie, which we'll talk about when we do the second, we do the second we one. We do the second one. Um, so they win. They get out of the game. Uh, they have to, you know, what was it? Nigel comes up, the guy who, you know, yeah, yeah. the non-player or whatever, and he's shaking their hands. And Fridge is like, he's like, get me out of here. You know, it's all these other people are having this like, oh, that's so, you know, oh, wow. 
Oh, and he gets to him. He's Big like, character he throws development. The and Fred is like, screw this. <laughs> he throws. He's like, get me out of here. You know, um, I love it. <laughs> that was so funny. Um, but then you see them back at school and, you know, Bethany's talking to her friend that she got in trouble with on face, like doing the video FaceTime, whatever. But she's talking to him in person and talking. Well, so they get back into <laughs> detention Excuse and me. they realize Alex isn't there. So that's when they leave to go that's find him right. first. Yeah. That's right. Sorry about that. Um, but then you find out that Alex, grown-up Alex, and was sent back to his time. Was sent back to 1996. He's like, it put me back exactly where I was. Yeah. And now he has a wife and two kids. And his girl, his daughter, he named Bethany for the girl who saved his life. That was so sweet. But it's another aspect too that I thought of. Going back to the whole, you don't know what happens if you die in Jumanji kind of thing. You didn't know what happened at the end of the game either. Yeah. So it all encompasses that thought of, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. I mean, we're told, like, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not. Right. And they didn't know when they get back, they're like, so where's Alex? Where is he? They're thinking they're going to see a young. The only The only thing they've seen is Nick Jonas. Yeah. Alex says they know him. They don't know what he looks like. They don't remember. Um, but it also shows, too, circling back all the way to the beginning, Alex's dad, you don't realize it's called the Freak House. Alex's dad is this disheveled um, older man, and they do a really good job cinematically showing the house is extremely run down and no life. No life to the house. And then you find out that 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 dad is Alex's dad and he in their world has been missing his son for 20 years and then they come back but to see that his dad didn't miss anything I don't know if I'm explaining it well but it doesn't matter basically it doesn't matter if you were part of the 2017 or 2016 group or the 1996 Alex your life is important exactly where it is it brings life it brings matter it brings you have so much to bring to the table just as who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that that was a genius play and, and thought, I don't know if the writers were thinking that way or I get a little too deep sometimes into like the heart of the films. Of, what are you trying to teach me? You know, um, to me, that's what I got from it. Yeah. Not to mention, I really do enjoy Colin Hanks. He's, he's kind of an underdog in my world. Like I'm like, He's it's like a Jake Gyllenhaal, like y'all, really good. Yeah. Well, Jake Gyllenhaal is a little bit, been a little bit longer, a little bit more. But yeah, so <laughs> I am doing hand motions. I've just put my hands in my pockets for all y'all who can't see, which is why Drew started <laughs> laughing. But I have to. I'm sitting here just trying to be still, and this coffee. It doesn't let you be still. It well, you you made it extra strong. Yeah, I know. It's already really good. <laughs> it already does a great job on its own. But, again, I, I appreciate the, the extra strength. Um, but what you see also at the end when they go back to school is they no longer care who sees them talking to each other. Yeah. Which is huge. Well, first off, it's huge that they're talking to each other at all. True. You don't know if they're going to stay friends. Yeah. Because before none of them talk to each other. Correct, because they have their own personal judgments against each other. Yeah. And who they were and what they did and their mindset. Right. Their social circles didn't mix whatsoever. Mm-mm. And now, and so that's first off the biggest thing. And now it's they just don't care. Yeah, they're they like, don't care. They're well, like, also, this person's actually cool. Well, that and they're the only four who will understand the experience they went through Mm -hmm. they can't even tell anyone else about it because there's no way they would believe it right so that alone regardless of any personal growth that happened in the game that fact alone that they're the only four who understand Mm -hmm. will bond them together forever right add on the personal character growth that each of them went through correct yeah they are friends for life yes James Newton Howard was originally announced to be the film's composer, but had to leave due to schedule conflicts. Say that one more time. James Newton Howard 
was originally supposed to compose the score, but had to leave due to scheduling conflicts. So Henry Jackman did it. And I wonder how different the score would sound. Because James Newton Howard does a lot more with the strings, and it's very, Mm. like, fantastical. Henry Jackman is, like, gritty, like, hard and gritty kind of music. Mm. I don't know if that's that's really the only way I can think of it. Um, cause like, so James Newton Howard composed the score for Jungle Cruise, which just came out in July. Yep. And The Rock. With The Rock, which I don't want to get into. But, uh, (laughs) that score, I was like. That's for another podcast. Yes. Uh, but I was like, this is a really good score. But it was like very like string heavy and like a very. Again, kind of like fantastical way, mm-hmm. um, which is so different than this one. And both are jungle adventures, kind of out in the middle of nowhere survival type. Well, Jungle Cruise, welcome to the jungle. Yeah. You are correct. And uh, it's just like thinking about those two different scores, it really shows the difference in the composers. Yes. I think Henry Jackman was a good fit for this one, though. So first Jumanji film to be rated PG-13. The original was pg the one with Robin Williams? Mm-hmm. I can see that. All right. That's about all it. There's some co- uh, cool stunt facts, but I don't know if anyone else really cares about those. Uh, the stunt team says that Brazilian fighting style Capiria is probably the most comparable to Ruby Roundhouse's powers, and they intend to combine several martial arts techniques to create their own moves, part dancing, part lethal fighting. The final film shows Ruby performing some of these fighting maneuvers while music plays. So we know it's a Brazilian martial arts. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Until you read it. Which is ironic, because that style Mm -hmm. is not one of the ones listed on her strengths. It's not. No. Uh, what was it? Kung Fu, Aikido, and dance fighting. That was it. It's interesting that those were the styles they chose. But yeah. I'm really excited to talk about the second one now. Yes. Because there's like, A, it's a sequel, so there's going to be a lot of callbacks to this one. But just knowing... What happens in the second one after dissecting the first one? I, yeah. It'll be, it'll be fun. I, w- I will say, because we talked about this a little bit earlier, but let me tell you, I'm going to, two things. Yeah. First thing, Ruby Roundhouse, her strengths are karate, tai chi. Karate, tai chi, and aikido. Aikido, dance fighting, and nunchucks. I can't wait. I'm going to get my nunchucks in two weeks because I'm going home to visit my family. Very excited to start practicing again. <laughs> that made it sound like you wanted to, like, use them on your family. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so I forget what the, what's the second thing. Okay, I was looking this up. You said something. Oh, so the second thing is, for me personally, I feel like this movie is j- seconds under two hours. It's like an hour and 59 minutes and some seconds, right? Yeah. But it does take a minute for you to – it's a little slow start because they have to – and I, I do think they did an amazing job being very detailed on everything introducing the characters yes so it takes a good 30 minutes or 30 to 40 minutes but the rest of the film is like boom 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 it just sucks you right in yes and with the second the reason I say that is because with the second one I remember watching it in the theater and I was telling my friend that I went and saw it with I said I really liked that they just assumed you saw the first one and they jumped right in like 20 minutes into the film you're like and we're done there was a little bit of like because it's like a year later, right? Or two years later. Yes. So they take the, the very beginning of the second one is really just establishing. They're not in high school anymore. Correct. Here's where they are now. Yep. You already show, know the characters. You already know their stuff. Danny DeVito. And then they jump right in. Yeah. We're not going to. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Danny DeVito. We will talk. We'll talk about that. Yes. We'll have to talk we'll about talk it about soon that. because now that's it's great. Yes. Um, also, little cameo. Have you ever seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No, I've seen the commercials. The finale just happened of the whole series, Mm -hmm. and it brought me to tears. But the principal in this movie Mm -hmm. plays, uh, 
I'm assuming in that. Dang it! I cannot remember names. But he plays Captain Holt's husband. Kevin. And it's just really funny. He's really good. Awesome. Yeah. But just a little <laughs> cameo. Because the first no, time I watched it. It's just it, a little fun fact. I think it's great. Because the first time I, like, the first couple of times I'd watched Jumanji, I hadn't watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. Then I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And I was like, I don't, like, the only person I recognized was Andy Samberg. Okay, yeah. I go back and I watch Jumanji and I'm like, that principal sounds familiar. Yes. And then I'm, I'm like, he looks familiar. So, I, you know, me being the person I am, pull up IMDb. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's Kevin. Anyways, so yeah. Yeah, I've never seen that show. It's really good. I've seen the commercials. I just, I've not seen it yet. It's good. I think you, you might like it. <laughs> I don't know. It's the That's same. what a lot of my friends, like, they know what I'll watch and what I'll approve of and, like, some of these new shows coming out. Yeah. I remember I was at their house and they're like. So it's the same people. It's Brooklyn Nine-Nine came from the same camp that did Office and Parks and Rec. I've seen The Office. Yeah. So Office, seen all you of know, the Office. is Greg Daniels. And a couple, and one of the writers, Mike Schur, worked on that. He branched off with Dan Gore. And, Mark, and Mike Schur and Dan Gore did Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. And then Dan Gore created Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think with Mike Schur. Specifically, Dan Gore created it. I think he might have pulled Mike in to help write it. But it's like all that same. And that's why it's like kind of this almost the same. F- it's obviously not co- not a mockumentary like Office and Parks and Rec. But it's mm-hmm. kind of like that same style. So. I've not seen Parks and Recs, but I have seen all of the office several times tried to get through parks and rec and i can't i i've just i know eventually i I will because like that's how i was with the office it like Mm -hmm. i is and with brooklyn 99 i had to be in the mood to watch it to the first time like to actually watch it from the beginning i had to be in the mood and like i had both of them i had to get i couldn't get through the pilots like the first couple of times Mm. and then i could get through those and i'm like now I'm invested in this show. I have not hit that point with Parks and Rec yet. I'm still in the, I, I have to turn this off. I can't get through it. It's, so. So Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Go watch it. Yes. And if you've already seen it, let this just be a little recap that it is really funny. funny and good qu- action. Yes. Original storyline. It's a, It's great. All around. I really like the films that, I mean, yes, there were several different avenues of it, but like the main was only four people and they stayed on the screen pretty much the whole time by the, I don't know. Like sometimes that's just what I, you know, instead of trying to, you know, go from almost like a vantage point kind of situation where it's, this is how I am and this is how I am and this is how I am. I'm like, let's just do it together. Yeah. But I, I really, I really, really did. It's I mean, a good movie. I think people it forget is. how good this movie actually is. Well, and that's what it was. Like, I remember when you asked me to do it, I'm like, yes, I love that movie. And I remember it took me a minute to even just want to watch it. I'm like, well. And then as soon as I started it, I'm like, oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And there were a couple of things that I had forgotten. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep. And I had already seen it a couple of times before. Yeah. Uh, so I knew, but it has been a it's longer been a period of time in between and. Um, so now I'm excited to watch the second one. Oh my gosh! And it's gonna be it's come so back good. and chat about that one. It's so funny. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having me again. Yeah. And the coffee. And the coffee. And yeah. every time I do one of these, I get so excited because I, I truly don't... think you're more excited to do these purely because I make you coffee. Probably. Yeah little bit not always yes but it's part of the equation yeah i love films in general like i i love 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 worked in a movie theater wanted to know all about it studied all this stuff but when you make pour over because i don't know how to and i don't ever get it not that i can't learn it's like a little treat plus we got to go have lunch before this we did and have a little conversation anyway yeah, if you're ever in Cool Springs area of Tennessee, go to Maniac's Chicken. Promise you. Promise you. Just get it breaded and not broiled. Yeah. 
promise you, you will not. Oh, so good. I tell everybody to go there. Yeah. Cool Springs, Franklin. Well, it's technically Brentwood, Tennessee, but anyone who's in the Tennessee area that knows it's, it's Cool Franklin. Springs, Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> All so right. that's it. Until next time. Until next time. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add, send us an email at moviesandmochas20 at gmail.com. Or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list, let us know what you want us to talk about. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just look for the Movies and Mochas podcast. Have a great day, guys.